Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. Well, after attacking a former Miss Universe's weight, making a nasty comment about calling her Miss Housekeeping, Latino voter registration skyrocketing 24 hours after that, his ranting in the middle of the night that she was in a sex tape, and guess what? No, she wasn't, but he was in a soft porn film. And then even more serious issues have come out. We just heard last hour from Kurt Eichenwald, senior writer at Newsweek magazine, who broke the story on Donald Trump violating the United States embargo with the communist nation of Cuba under the regime of Fidel Castro. We also had another revelation just today. The story broke before Kurt came on air with us about how Donald Trump in two out of three construction projects, and that includes projects that would have been and would have taken place, work, jobs that would have been created by steel and use of steel in construction in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, and Florida. You hear me, people in those states? That two out of three of those sites, Donald Trump chose China over you. And he should be way behind in the polls after that revelation. But now there's been yet another revelation, and this from the New York Times. This revelation is that Donald J. Trump declared a $916 million loss on his 1995 income tax returns. What? This is a tax deduction so substantial that it could have allowed him to legally, okay, legally, avoid paying any federal income taxes for up to 18 years. And these are records obtained by the New York Times. Some people say that Marla Maples leaked them. Some people say Trump himself leaked them. Um, uh, what, What is this show? Well, we're going to talk about that. Um, it shows that he's not as rich as he said, or he was rich, but either he's not as rich as he says, if he's telling the truth, or he lied on his tax returns, which is illegal. Okay? That's that's a couple of things. Another is he is promoting and, and talking about so many programs. And who's going to pay for that, America? You will. I will. By what? Our tax dollars that he has not not paid one not one little dollar you know that va that he wants to improve he's not paying for that you are i am and there won't be enough money when billionaires like him use those corporate tax loopholes to take care of themselves you really think he's going to close a tax loophole that allowed him to say he lost billions when he probably never made billions or either he never had the billions or if he lost billions what kind of a businessman is that as Hillary Clinton says. This is just terrible. The records from 1995 
that were never before disclosed. They reveal the extraordinary tax benefits that Donald Trump, the the Republican presidential nominee, derived from the financial wreckage that he left behind in the early 90s. How did he do that? He mismanaged not one, not two, but three casinos in Atlantic City. He had an airline business. That was an ill-fated foray. And, of course, he had a very bad Plaza Hotel purchase in Manhattan, very ill-timed, another negative. Experts hired by the Times, tax experts, to analyze Mr. Trump's 1995 records said that tax rules especially advantageous to wealthy filers would have allowed him to use $916 million of loss to cancel out an equivalent amount of taxable income over an 18-year period. So again, either he's not as rich as he says he was, or he's lying and breaking and broke the law over an 18-year period. But at the end of the day... I think he made the money. I think he lost it on paper and didn't pay anything. And that's not fair in a nation that requires the tax dollars money. Do you know illegal immigrants have paid more taxes than Donald Trump? You know those he wants to deport? Now, although Mr. Trump's Trump's taxable income in subsequent years is unknown, because this is her 1995, But a $916 million loss in 95, well, it would have been large enough to wipe out more than $50 million a year in taxable income over 18 years. Now, you do the math. If somebody's paying between 36 and 40% in that tax bracket, okay, so let's say, and I'm not great with math, so we have half, we have 25. Still, you're talking about between 15 and $20 million a year over 18 years. You're talking over $3.6 billion. That one man alone got out of paying. And by the way, when he talks about closing those loopholes, you really think he's going to close a loophole that benefited him to this degree? No. The $916 million loss certainly could have eliminated any federal income tax um, that he otherwise would have owed. Okay, 50000 to 100000 he was paid for each episode of The Apprentice, by the way. $45 million that he was paid between 95 and 2009 when he was chairman or CEO of the publicly traded company he created to assume ownership of his troubled Atlantic casinos, uh, Atlantic City casinos. And ordinary investors in the new company, meanwhile, well, they saw the value of their shares. So listen. Because of his losses, other people lost on his losses. Ordinary investors in the new company saw the value of their shares plunge to $0.17 from $35.50 a share. Did you hear me? From $35.50 a share to $0.17. So in other words, in order for him to to get richer or to keep the money he had and not pay the money to Uncle Sam, the United States of American government, who illegal immigrants even pay through their employers, The other people, the shareholders in his company, in that new company, they had shares of $35.50 plunged to $0.17. And how much profit sharing do you think they had and what happened to their savings accounts, their nest eggs? Scores of contractors, remember who they, they said they went unpaid? That's when they went unpaid. And that's why. Why? Because he had a loss. Now, even if he really had the loss, I don't care. You know, if I lose my job tomorrow and somebody, you know, you know, came and did some work on my house, I still got to pay them. That's the legal way of doing business. Scores of contractors went unpaid who worked at Mr. Trump's casinos. Oh, and the casino bondholders? 
They received pennies on the dollar. Joel Rosenfeld, who is an assistant professor at NYU's Shack Institute of Real Estate, said he has a vast benefit from his destruction in the early 1990s. He, he said, do you realize you can create $916 million in income without paying a nickel in taxes? Now, we haven't seen any comments from Trump on these documents. Instead, the campaign released a statement that neither challenged nor confirmed the loss. Here it is. Mr. Trump is a highly skilled businessman who has a fiduciary responsibility to his business, his family, and his employees to pay no more tax than legally required. In other words, on paper, he's legally required to pay zero. He paid zero, so we did nothing wrong, right? That being said, they said Mr. Trump has paid hundreds of millions of dollars in property taxes, seals and excise taxes, real estate taxes, city taxes, state taxes, employee taxes, and federal taxes. How do we know? You haven't released your taxes. And the statement continued, he knows the tax code far better than anyone who's ever run for president. He's the only one that knows how to fix it or get around it. Mr. Trump's refusal to make his tax returns public, breaking with decades of tradition and presidential contest, has emerged as a central issue in this campaign. And a majority of voters say he should release them. And Mr. Trump, as you know, has declined to do so. He said he's being audited by the IRS. Guess what the IRS said? Not true. Now, at the presidential debate, Hillary suggested that Trump was refusing to release his tax returns because voters, he didn't want them to know he's paid nothing in federal taxes. Well, she obviously was right in 95. And she also pointed out that he once revealed to casino regulators he paid no federal income taxes in the late 1970s. Quote, that makes me smart. These documents with the New York Times are from the 19, late 19 or mid-1990s. Can we then assume, folks, that for 25 years or 20 years he was paying no taxes, approximately? Last week on Wednesday, the Times presented the docs, doc, tax documents excuse me, to Jack Mitnick. Now, Jack Mitnick is a lawyer and a CPA. He actually handled Trump's tax matters for more than 30 years until 96, the year after this. He was listed as the preparer on the New Jersey tax form. He said, quote, this is legit. Now, what Mr. Mitnick said is there were times when even he, for all his years helping wealthy New Yorkers navigate the tax code, found it difficult to face the incongruity of his work for Mr. Trump. He felt keenly aware that Trump was living a life of unimaginable luxury, thanks in part to the ability of Mr. Mitnick to relieve him of the burden of paying taxes like everyone else. Mr. Mitnick might get some calls and business out of this, right? Here, the guy was building credible net worth and not paying tax on it. That's what he, the preparer of this very tax return, said. Now, because the documents sent to the Times did not include any pages from Trump's 95 federal tax return, it's impossible to determine how much he donated charity that year, or may have, or claim to have. The state documents do show that Mr. Trump declined the opportunity to contribute to the New Jersey Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund. He declined to contribute to the New Jersey Wildlife Conservation Fund or the Children's Trust Fund. He declined to contribute $1 toward public financing of New Jersey's elections for Governor Owen. Oh, speaking of that Governor Chris Christie in Jersey, he forgave, blinked and it went away, the Trump debt of the, in the state of New Jersey. Regardless, and, dis, and despite the fact, so many people lost their jobs, their paychecks, how many lost their shirts or their homes as a uh, result. And uh, also, got to tie this in here, too. Donald Trump's real estate organization, well, they rented office space from 98 to 2003 to an Iranian bank 
okay, that U.S. authorities have linked to terrorist groups and Iran's nuclear program. What? Trump inherited Bank Melly. It is one of Iran's largest state-controlled banks, and as a tenant, when he purchased the GM building on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, according to the public records that were reviewed by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists and the Center for Public Integrity, the Trump Organization kept the bank on as a tenant for more, four more years after the U.S. Treasury Department, are you ready, designated Bank Meli or Meli in 99 is being controlled by the Iranian government. And U.S. officials later allege that this bank had been used to obtain sensitive materials for Iran's nuclear program. How can Donald Trump accuse Hillary Clinton of anything negative with regard to this Iran deal when he was getting a check leasing to a bank that was helping to finance the building of a nuclear weapon in Iran and has links to terrorist groups? Are you kidding me? U.S. authorities allege the bank was used between 2002 and 2006 for those four years to funnel money to a unit of the IRG. That's the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. What did they do? They sponsored terrorist attacks. Now, that was a period that overlapped with the time the bank rented office space from Trump. So the Trump organization's dealings with the Iranian bank, that sheds more light on Trump's wide-ranging business interests. And that sometimes stands at odds with his blunt declarations on the campaign trail. Remember, he denounced Iran as a big enemy, blasted Hillary for not taking a harder line against the Iranian regime, and charged that donations from foreign governments to the Clinton Foundation amounted to evidence of corruption. The problem is, his foundation is corrupt, illegal, and there's a cease and desist, a cease and desist order from the Attorney General of the State of New York, effective immediately. He was the landlord for five years of a bank that was connected to funding a terrorist organization and funding the Iranian government to build nuclear weapons. And on top of it, in '95. And many of the years, I'm sure, he didn't pay any taxes. So what does that all mean? It's time for you to tell me. One, what is your reaction to Trump potentially paying zero dollars in federal taxes for 18 years? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do the six bankruptcies that Trump had combined with the new information that he filed a $916 million loss, does that put the final nail in the coffin of the argument that he's a successful businessman? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Last month, Monmouth University had a poll, and 62% of those asked thought it was very important, at least somewhat important, for candidates to show their tax records. Do you agree or disagree with this? Are you one of that 62%? Do you feel he should release those returns? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And will he? Or will he be the first presidential candidate in 39 years not to do it? 888-6-LESLIE, what's your prediction? 888-653-7543. Now, what will be the straw that breaks the backs of Trump's campaign? Not paying any federal income taxes? Calling veterans with PTSD weak? Making fun of people for being sick, including Hillary. Doing business with an Iranian bank linked to terrorism. Illegally doing business with an embargoed country. Buying steel from China. Calling women fat. Calling Latinos mishousekeeping. Or lying about sex tapes and being in a porn flick himself. Oh, and he committed adultery at least twice that we know of. 8886 Leslie and has paid less in taxes than illegal immigrants. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Which of those or combo of those will be the straw that breaks the camel's back? If you're voting for Trump still, I'm sorry, you are a moron. I'm sorry, there's no other way to say it. I may not be John Oliver and his funny and have a cute glasses and a TV show of my own, but at this point, seriously, he is hurting the Hispanic people. He is hurting females. 
He is hurting the blue-collar American worker, the manufacturing industry. He has helped terrorism and, and, and Iran and building a nuclear weapon in a non-direct fashion. And he's hurting people who are trying to get a decent education in the real estate world. The list goes on. If you took any single thing that Trump has done and put it on Hillary Clinton's campaign, would her candidacy even still exist, America? Be honest. 888 And not just because she's a chick. 888 And what if you took the email scandal or the Benghazi scandal, which 18 investigations on a bipartisan level have shown she was not responsible for those people's deaths and did nothing wrong, they said she did wrong with email, not with Benghazi. Do your homework. What would you? What would? What if you took the email scandal of Benghazi and put it on Trump's campaign? Would anybody be even talking about it? Would it be a deal? Would it be a big deal? Be no, nothing, right? Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Quick break. Back to you. Your calls right after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get right to the calls. Jeff in Oregon's up first on line one, listening on iHeartRadio. Hey Jeff. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. What's your take on this? I heard a tax expert familiar with Trump's 1995 business dealings point out how Trump uh, claimed a $900 million uh, loss when in reality he probably only had, you know, lost $15 million of his own money. And it's just the, the rigged system that allows people like him to do this legally. And, of course, um, um, by the way, under his uh, Trump's tax plan, this loophole is maintained, even though he rails against, you know, the hedge funds and carried interest and all that stuff. He just happens to, in his tax plan, keep this little loophole alive. So basically, he's creating a giant loophole, loophole that saves him this $900 million in taxes uh, on money that he never really even lost. It's just a rigged system that allows you to... Uh, to inflate all these losses. So that's sort of an interesting aspect. It's, it's, to me, it's even more meaningful than his, he's a bad businessman, which would okay. be implied if he really lost that much money. Uh, that's but. a very good point. we got to take a break. If you want to hold, hang on. I know you said you might have to go. We'll be back after this. Back with our calls. We were talking with Jeff in Oregon. Jeff, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Go ahead. Finish up. Yeah, so anyway, Trump's uh, more or less conceded that he Using nine hundred million to avoid taxes because he's a quote smart to no ways to avoid taxes and um, but that nine hundred million will only take him through uh, two thousand nine because the eighteen years from nineteen ninety five goes back three and forward fifteen that's how the eighteen breaks down so be interesting to hear uh, what other loopholes he's used two thousand ten through two thousand fifteen. And when he likely paid none then, had he paid some, he probably would be more forthcoming. Now, now I want to ask you something. Were you a mm-hmm. Trump supporter ever? I'm just asking. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to ask most people, not all, because I know some people that call them where they stand. Um, are, are, were you anti-Trump all along or were you ever on board? Oh, no. No, I was never on board. Okay. And another but, reason I ask is because for anybody who is a Trump supporter, I'm wondering if any of these revelations coming out, whether it's the taxes or whatever, like, does it matter because, to you, because you're not a Trump supporter, whether or not he releases his tax returns and why? I, I think it's going to tilt, uh, you know, 1% or 2%. And uh, I think all this stuff uh, slowed down the momentum that uh, Trump had leading up to the debate. No, no, I understand. But how important is it to you as a voter that he released them and why? Well, because obviously it would re- reveal all the uh, his true dealings, his foreign dealings, his lack of giving to charity, all the shenanigans. He's he's a dishonest guy, like you like you 
you know, people said right and left here. So all it's going to do is be more revealing. Uh, and he doesn't want that information out, obviously, because it's going to make him look bad. So right. it's important to me because I'd like him to look as bad as he can. So some of those people in the middle that, that could be critical will uh, tilt, uh, you know, Hillary's way and, uh, and ensure that we don't have any, he doesn't get anywhere near the White House. All right, and uh, voters have the big responsibility to do that. Appreciate the call. Let's go next to Paul in Washington, line two, listening on our stream on Spreaker, a division of iHeartRadio. You can go to our website, lesliemarshallshow.com forward slash stream to follow or listen there. Uh, Paul, thank you for calling. Good afternoon. What's your take on this? Yeah, Leslie, hi. Um, So uh, the apologists for Donald Trump are saying that uh, he pays no taxes. Nobody's really saying that he, he has. In fact, if he had... Instead of saying, I'm smart, last Monday night, he could have said if he had paid the same rate as the Clintons did, which was 34% on $10.8 million, Donald Trump could have said, I paid $235 million in federal taxes. What are you talking? He made. He says he made $694 million. And he also could have said, and I gave $65 million in charitable contributions. That would be the same rate as the Clintons. But instead he decided to say he was smart. But the apologists for Trump say, well, he's just, he's just using the tax code, right? He's using Yet at the same time, they're saying, why does Hillary Clinton have a, a $700,000 capital losses deduction? Well, because she's using the tax code, right? And her taxes, tax returns have been released. The, the question is this. Why is the tax code on somebody who makes $694 million, which, by the way, is about 10,000 times more money than a typical Trump supporter might make at sixty-nine thousand four hundred, say. Yeah. Uh, why does he? Yeah, that's about right. He's doing okay. You're not. You're not. You're not sinking, but you're not rich. So he makes. He pays nothing. Most of those people who make sixty-nine, seventy thousand dollars are going to have to pay something. They may have some deductions, true. But if he pays nothing, it's the tax code. The question is, why is the tax code written in such a way? And the answer is. Listen, the tax code did not come down from the Mount with Moses etched on the back of the tablets. The, guess who, now if you will pardon my expression, the Establishment Congress wrote the tax code. The Establishment Congress, who, is, who are influenced by lobbyists in money power, the kind of money power influence that Donald Trump himself has admitted to being a party to, in other words, he said to many of the Republican opponents in the primaries, I contributed to your campaign. In fact, he even said Hillary Clinton had to come to my wedding because he contributed to her, too. So we have to presume that his money has influenced the tax code, probably real estate law and regulations, all kinds of things that are in his favor. Why else would he, give, why else would he contribute? It's influence. It's access and influence. Those are the kinds of things that he's influencing the establishment, and now he wants to be the establishment. Interesting. Okay, very well said, and I agree with you 100% as usual. Appreciate the call, Paul. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, let's continue, and let's go to a Daily Dave in Buffalo, New York, on Line 4, listening also on our stream on Spreaker, a division of iHeartRadio. Daily? Hi, Leslie. Hey. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you very much. You look great for 29. I know. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> Actually, my you cousin my cousin yesterday tweeted, 
34. My God. And, and, and she does that because she's five years younger than me, which makes her 29. And my cousins <laughs> were like, and she called me and she says, you look great for 34. And I had her on speaker. And my kids are like, Auntie Karen, mommy's not 34. And she's like, yes, she is. Yes, she is. Because Auntie Karen's 29. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Shut up. Go to bed. Yeah, the thing about kids being honest is they're honest. Uh, yeah. So, oh, that reminds me. Honesty. Oh, I forgot what our topic was. Today. Well, we were talking about Donald Trump. It's kind of hard to have honesty when we're talking about Donald Trump. It's important for Trump to release his tax returns because, as one of our famous presidents once before said, I am not a crook. Yeah. And he's, Nixon is the one that started this whole tax thing, tax form release. Did you see the news where Marla Maples could have been the person that yep. released the returns? Or the youngest daughter. Somebody wrote, see what happens when you ignore me for 20 years or something? Yes. <laughs> I had to laugh. But I wanted to, uh, more to your point for the last hour, I wanted to uh, get back to something your buddy Kirk had said, who wrote the article in Newsweek. And these revelations about Trump doing business in Cuba um, really just stinks of right-wing hypocrisy and the fact that they, his support, Trump supporters just, would just ignore a story like this. And what the right-wing has done with Fox News and, and right-wing radio, first of all, is they're going to attack the messenger. And they're going to look at his ugly past and, you know, the author's ugly past and his divorces and his DWIs. And then they're going to go on and say Newsweek is a, you know, a liberal rag and they've, you know, they're going out of business. They don't even have a business model that works. And so the, the wall, you know, in spite of the fact that, uh, you know, Florida and the United States with open arms took the, the immigrants from communist Cuba, you know, because they were fleeing you know, Fidel Castro, if John Kerry had gone down to Cuba 10 or 12 years ago, they would have set him on fire. And so, you know, what's frustrating to me is that the wall that, that Donald Trump has built is, is in between reasonable, a reasonable mind and his supporters, because there's nothing, nothing that we can say right now that is going to sway them. It, not his divorces, not his bankruptcies, not his lousy, uh, the way he treats people, the way he talks down to people. There's, there's nothing that is going to sway them, even if it comes to, you know, uh, an impeachable offense like doing business with the Castro regime. And it, and it blows my mind. I'm with you there. I, I mean, I can't really even uh, add to that. Okay, anything else? Uh, no, I guess that's it. All right. Thank you very okay. much. Always a, a pleasure to Thank talk you. to you. Sharon in Oklahoma, give us a call back, girlfriend. You are up next uh, here. Uh, let's go to another lady. Elise is in Virginia, Line 5, listening on iHeartRadio as well. Hey, Elise, good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Um, so uh, what I think about him, which I'm sure a few other people do, is that he's just a complete sociopath. And uh, and he's the master of um, projection, and everything that that he accuses other people of, it's because he's guilty of it. So if he's saying so and so's foundation is corrupt, there's really good money that you could put down on whether his is corrupt. If he accuses somebody else of 
you know, pay to play, then he's probably doing it. If he's accusing somebody of sending jobs to other countries, well, that's because he's doing it. You know, and and his news scandals are attacking, you know, Bill Clinton and saying, you know, the most awful things. And, that, and it kind of makes me think, hmm, what are you guilty of, Donald? You know, it, it, it's just, it's awful. And it really bothers me that so many people that I would have thought were sane people are just drinking the Kool-Aid and riding the crazy bus to I don't know where. You know, they just refuse to look at anything that he might have done wrong. And that just makes no sense at all. I agree with you. I do think, you know, there's a poll that came, or an article that came out that more and more people's friendships are people like defriending each other because, you know, one person's voting for, you know, one, you know, somebody's voting for Trump and, you know, they don't want to talk to people that aren't or, I mean, you know, the list just goes on. Um, uh, And uh, it's just amazing. I I just don't understand. I mean, there are people that I know that, that are intelligent. Uh, I thought they were kind human beings and rationally minded individuals. And apparently they're not. Um, and, uh, you know, I know I may sound very judgmental, but I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think with all the I think if you support a man who's done what he's done and we find out, uh, I, I mean, just seriously, we're running for president and you're talking about women's weight or saying, well, Rosie O'Donnell, you know, you have to understand she was mean to me. And you talk like, you know, my children are eight and nine and I think they're more mature than that. So um, I, I, I don't know. I think the judgment is warranted. Uh, Lise, thank you for the call. Like I said, Sharon in Oklahoma, give us a buzz back. And if you're holding, hang on. We're coming to you. But if you're not holding, join us because we have one or two lines available after I finished with calls and went through them fast. People had uh, things to say and I want to hear from you. Does it matter to you if Donald Trump releases his tax returns or not? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Does it matter to you that according to the New York Times and what they have released thus far from 1995, does it matter to you that he's paid zip, nada, zero at this point, uh, at least for that year? Does that matter over an 18-year period, actually? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And is there anybody out there who supported Trump But whether it was after the debate, after the information about Cuba, after the fat shaming, after the taxes, or now after buying steel in China and screwing people in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Florida out of jobs, you've had enough. Is there anybody out there who was going to vote for Trump and now you're not? Maybe you're voting for Johnson. Maybe you're voting for Hillary. Maybe you're staying home. Maybe you don't know what to do. I'm curious to hear from you. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join us back after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get back to the calls. Charlie's in Phoenix on line two, listening on KPHX Radio. Charlie, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hey. Is it a, uh, uh, about the tax thing, is it a requirement uh, for somebody running for president of the United States to show their taxes? It's not a requirement. It's something for 39 years everyone running for president has done. So it's more of a tradition. Okay, well, no, okay, okay, okay. No, that's it. Is it a requirement that you show your health record? No, it is not a requirement. Okay. Well, do you know the rest of the requirements? Is there a list of 10 or 5 or... There, there, there are, uh, there are a list, and I, I can pull those up for, uh, for you. So why don't you give me your opinion, and I'll get those for you. Does that sound good? Okay. Well, do you think it's like ten or twelve or fifty, or do you even have an idea? Um, I would imagine. I think it's a handful. The last time I looked it up. 
I know that one. I know that one of them is that you uh, have to be born in the United States of America, and right, uh, that was one. so so here are the qualifications for the office of president. Okay, um, you have to be a natural born citizen. Okay, right. and now they're saying um, uh, uh, the or citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of the Constitution. Okay, um, you have to be at least thirty five years of age, and you have well, to have been in that. the United States for fourteen years. In other words, you could be American, but maybe you lived overseas or were born uh, overseas. You cannot right. hold the office uh, more than twice. You can only have the office for more than two terms. So that is it. Those are your requirements. That's it for the requirements. My That's gosh. it. Okay. Now, on the other topic, really quick, you know, a lot of the millennials and even the people now that, you know, will just go and, and vote for Trump regardless, it's really about, an, it's really more of an anti establishment vote. I talk to a lot of young people and they say, I don't care who it is, this guy, even if he's a crazy rock and roll, he's going to, you know, how could, how could four years of anything worse than the last eight and 15 years? So I'm okay, and I'm having that discussion with them, and, and anybody relentlessly will bring up, well, we've all had 15 years to deal with the veteran problem and the administration with all its money and supposed power still can't do anything about it. Well, that's really uh, – sorry, but they don't know their facts. I mean, if you just look at eight years ago where the VA was and uh, the wait times, the number of staff – uh, the number of military that have PTSD and were committing suicide, um, there's been great improvement. Unfortunately, uh, that's, not, it's fixed? that's not, excuse me? Are you saying that, the, uh, that it's all better, that there is no... No, I never, no, that's not what I said. I just said, and I think I'm very clear, I speak English very clearly, I said there's been great improvement, but you don't hear about that because that's not what sells newspapers. The doom, the gloom, destruction, if it bleeds, it leaves. Uh, the negatives, that that's what people uh, love, especially in an election year. One, two, um, it surprises me that any millennial... Uh, would uh, cast their vote either for a Donald Trump or a Gary Johnson. Jill Stein's laughable. She's not even on in all 50 states. She has less, uh, 1% or less. And I saw her standing on a corner outside the first debate. There were five people there. And that's when she came to a party, you know, uninvited and security had to ask her to leave, quite frankly. Uh, But when you look at the concerns of the millennials, and this is by them and broken down by polls, um, they want somebody who's against TPP. So that leaves a choice between Trump and Clinton because uh, Gary Johnson is not. One. Two, they want free education. That only leaves Hillary Clinton because Gary Johnson is not in favor of free college and he's not in favor of the loan program uh, and the forgiveness uh, that Hillary Clinton has proposed. Neither is Donald Trump. Three, okay. uh, they, they, three they're very heavy into climate change. Uh, they want renewable energy options. Um, the only, uh, d- Again, uh, Trump and Johnson would not be the climate change person, especially uh, Donald Trump, who thinks it's poo-poo. Uh, Hillary Clinton would. Four, uh, they're very concerned about guns. They're very pro-gun control. Uh, the only one of those three who is in line with their thinking uh, regarding guns and gun control measures uh, is uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, so, the, you know, th- th- those are the biggest concerns among uh, the millennials. So, you know, even though this is, you know, what they're saying, they're one, they're not speaking to specifics, and, and two, they're not accurate with regard to what they said regarding veterans. Well, regardless of the specifics of the they, I believe that, the, and the young ones, they just do not want the establishment. I mean, everybody's had eight years to fix the vet thing. Okay, so we're going to give some.
another eight years to fix climate change. Yeah, but is see, it see this, this is, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? There, there, there are political sound bites, there are voter sound bites, and then there's reality, and I'm a realist, okay? The reality is a couple of things. With the exception of the Supreme Court appointee, most pre- the president really has nothing to do with most of our individual lives. The person that does is a local legislator, most of which yeah, can't. Th- and if you stay home and don't vote, well, you can kiss you know, that option uh, goodbye, first of all. Second of all, uh, with, with regard to the establishment, even if you're outside, once you walk in that door, you're part of the establishment. So, for example, even if Donald Trump were to become president or Gary Johnson, which will never happen, but if Donald Trump were to become president, Donald Trump is not going to be able to run the White House of the country the way he wants. People forget. In adi- way, people forget that in addition. People forget that into ad- in addition to checks and balances, there are realities. There are staff members that will walk in that say you have a meeting with such and such. Your your day is planned. There are decisions already made by you. The Pentagon may tell you something to do. Maybe you're commander in chief, but you you have no experience in the military. You're going to take their advice. So in other words, the president just doesn't sit there, you know, and say yes, no, yes, no. It's not the I think the dictatorship that we imagine from Saturday morning cartoons. No, that's what people and kind of on the left are are kind of. You know, I don't can't tell you how many times they analogize. It's, well, it's not just on the left, obviously. It's not, wait, it's not just on the left. Overturn the whole crazy thing that we got going. And it's, you're right. Leslie, you just said it. One guy can't do it. One guy won't do it. So no matter whether it's a minion or whoever it is in the presidency, they're going to go there four years. No, no, you're wrong, and I have very little time. You're wrong. Or maybe somebody who hits the ground running because they've been first lady, they've been secretary of state, they've been a senator, and somebody who can work with both Democrats and Republicans and knows how Congress works because they've been a part of it can get something done, and that's my hope with Hillary Clinton. I'm Leslie Marshall, back tomorrow on Tuesday. Have a great afternoon. Marky, Mark, and Andrew, thank you, and thank you to all of you who listened. If I didn't get to your calls, my apologies. Call me tomorrow. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. You ever hear something and know the world will never be the same? Houston, we have liftoff. Well, wait until you hear this one. Half price coffee. That's right. Get into McDonald's weekdays before 10.30 a.m. for any size premium roast coffee or iced coffee. Both made with 100% Arabica beans, both half the price. Good is brewing. And that's the sound of your morning changing. Limited time only. May not be combined with any offer or combo meal at participating McDonald's.